Genesis chapter 13 and 8, verse 7. There was strife between the herdmen of Abram's cattle, the herdmen of Lot's cattle, and the Canaanite and the Parasite dwelt then in the land. And Abram said to Lot, let there be no strife. Verse 9, is not the whole land before thee separate thyself? I pray thee from me, if thou wilt take the left hand, I'll go to the right. Thou depart to the right, I'll go to the left. We spoke about this several months ago. Lot lifted up his eyes. He beheld all the plant of Jordan. It was well watered everywhere. Before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt. So Lot, verse 11, chose him all the plain of Jordan, verse 12, look at the last phrase, and pitched his tent toward Sodom. The question tonight is, how are you impacting others? Everyone here is making an impact on those around him or her as a parent, as father, child, leader, ministry leader. That can be in your business, in your home, in general, in a church environment. I think too often we fail to take a look at the bigger picture and say, there are other people, no matter what I do in life, that will be affected by this decision, by my actions, by my attitude, and a lot here is going to make what he thinks is a very easy, clear-cut decision when told to separate himself. There's no reason to pray, right? Verse 10 makes it clear there's really no reason to pray because when he lifted up his eyes and he beheld the plain. Okay, you go into the left, you go into the right. You go into the east, you go into the west. You go into the north, you go into the south. What direction are you going? And he looked and he immediately identified there are well-watered plains, that direction. And what's the next phrase? Everywhere. Okay, that's green, that's lush, that's plush. And it says, even as the garden of the Lord. Now, he hadn't been in the garden of the Lord, the garden of Eden, but he had heard about it. And that's how he imagined it. So he said, that is the most beautiful area, the beautiful, most beautiful piece of property in this area where I can be successful as a rancher, as a farmer, uh, in, in any area of life, that really, that's a direction that's going to propel me into success. So I'm going to take it. No need to pray because the decision is too obvious. Now, young people, be careful. Because you're surrounded by Americans. In this church, we have a collection of Spanish church. And although they come from all over the world, and we have people from Africa and Central America and South America, it quickly changes people as soon as they cross that border and they get bit by materialism and a taste of wealth, a taste of more, a desire for possessions. Here's what it'll lead you to do. Now look at the last phrase in verse 12. When someone begins to take those steps, then they do what? Pitch their tent toward. Now, I'm not asking any of you where you're at today because you're all in church. You're all looking like the model Christians, you're singing like the model Christians, you're behaving like the model Christians. I'm not worried about where you are, I'm worried about where you're leaning. I'm not worried about where you are, I'm worried about where you're going. 
I'm not worried about where you are tonight. I'm worried about which direction your tent is pitched toward. And his was pitched toward Sodom. And that was based on the pursuit of more and material possessions, financial success. And I also believe it, it really there's an underlying factor here that you find in Christianity about seeking an environment where sin is never going to be confronted. And people look for, that's, that's a school. I want to be in a Christian school. I just want to be in one that, where my sin's going to be confronted, my children are going to be confronted for their sin. I don't mind going to church. I just don't want it to be one where sin is confronted. I, I don't mind having Christians friends. I just don't want them to be friends that confront my sin. I don't mind going to Bible college. I just don't want to go to one where they'll actually confront my sin. And the problem was Abraham was way too spiritual for a lot and things were being confronted. I believe when Abraham made the mistake of going to Egypt, Lot got a taste for Egypt. When he came out and he took a look towards Sodom, he said, you know, we'll just see how this unfolds. But here's, here's what happened. We spoke months ago in, in closing about hitting the fast forward button and fast forwarding. Now, here's what we want to do tonight because we didn't have time last time we were in this text to hit fast forward. But young people that help you because you were born and raised in the age of technology and, and big screens and televisions and video players and all the rest. So tonight, let's talk in that terminology. I wonder what would have happened had Lot make this, made this decision and he takes his family down the road and he pitches his tent towards Sodom. I wonder what would have happened if someone would have come out with a, a CD or a DVD or a flash drive or, or video, whatever you have in mind, that, because this generation, too many are behind and some are too far ahead. So I want to include everyone in whatever it is that helps you watch something on the screen. But if someone would have come out with a flash drive and said, Lod, before you make this decision, I want you to plug this into your TV and just fast forward because this is what happens to you and your family 25 years in the future if you make this decision. Lot, just take this and play it because I'm, I'm going to give you some good news. Lot, you, you made a decision that's going to bring a lot of success. And if you move towards Sodom, eventually, I want you to know you're going to marry a beautiful lady. And you're going to have kids, boys, girls, some beautiful girls. Several of them are going to get married to very successful people in Sodom. And you're going to become the big businessman of the area. It's not just selling meat. It's not just selling sheep. You're going to own a grocery store and a few of those. And over time, you're going to be such a big wig. You're going to make it in politics. You're going to be looked up to in this community. And when it comes to success, you're going to drive the nicest cars. You're going to live in the nicer neighborhood. And if that's what you're looking for in this decision, I mean to tell you, you made the right decision because within the next couple of decades, based on this decision, you're going to make a lot of money and become a man of position in this community. 
That's just the truth, Lot. That's what's going to happen. But Lot, with that good news, there's a little bit of bad news. Would, would you take this flash drive, Lot, and just put it in your computer and, and sit down your, with your family, Lot, so everyone can know exactly what's going to take place down the road? Or a lot of you want to wait before you have a family, maybe in the next five minutes, because you can still undo your situation. Sit down and take a look. Now go to chapter 19. We're going to play the video. Several years have passed. Decades have passed. The Bible tells us in verse 1, There came two angels to Sodom and even. And Lot, seeing them, rose up to meet them, and he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. He's an important man now. He's wearing a nice suit. And he said, Behold, now my Lord's turning, I pray you, into your servant's house. And when he pointed towards the house, there were big columns out front, the circular driveway, 3,000 Square feet back in the day when people only had 800 to 1,000 square feet. Terry, all night, wash your feet in my hot tub, swim in my pool. You should rise up early, sit in my huge kitchen, and eat at the beckoning of my servants. And they said, Nay, but we'll abide in the street. Why, why would you want to stay in the street when you can spend the night? Can you imagine as he's watching this movie? He's saying, this is looking great. This, this is amazing. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that house, and I'm looking forward. If that's my wife, I made a good choice. And if those are my girls, praise the Lord, those are beautiful girls. And if that's my car, and that's my property, and that's my neighborhood, this has turned out really well. Hold on, Lon. Keep watching. And he pressed upon them greatly. They turned in unto him and entered into his house. He made him a feast. He did break unleavened bread, pretending to be spiritual. And they did eat. But before they lay down, the men of the city. Now, Lot, look at the city you've moved into. The Sodomites compassed the house round about. Lot, look at that crowd. It's not because you're popular, Lot. What do those Sodomites desire? The old and the young, the people from every quarter, they're screaming your name, Lot. Hold on, Lot. Pay attention. Let's see what they're yelling, Lot. Where are the men which came into thee this night? Bring them out unto us that we may know them, Lot. They're yelling at you to open the door and bring out the angels so that they can rape them. Do you see what kind of city you're living in, Lot? Do you see what kind of circumstance you're finding yourself in? And Lot says, that's me. That's me in 20 years. That's you, Lot. Lot went out the door and shut the door after him. And he said, I, I look distinguished. You do. Listen to yourself, Lot. I pray you, brethren. Do you hear how you're talking to this out of my crowd? Lot, there was a day when you knew right and wrong, but Lot, you began to drift from God and you not only tolerated wickedness, but you begin to accept it. 
not just outside of your home, but you actually brought in to your home. You became silenced as a believer. You actually embraced your society, the sodomy, even those that were pedophiles a lot became your friends. Listen to your plea, Lot. Do not so wickedly behold now. Now, Lot, Lot, you know those beautiful girls that you're going to have? Listen to yourself speak, Lot. And he listens. As he yells out, I have two daughters which have not known men. Let me, I pray you, bring them out to you. And do ye to them as good as in your eyes. Only unto these men do not. Do you see what you're doing, Lot? That's not me. That's you, Lot. That's you in 25 years. Lot, this decision is going to lead to that lifestyle. And it's not just the house and the cars and the position and the title and the bank account and the wealth and the company. Lot, look at the man that you've become. Lot, now you're trying to hide two angels in your house and you're offering two innocent, precious daughters to the mob to be used in a vile manner. And they said, listen to him yell, Lot, stand back. They said again, this one fellow came in to sojourn and it will needs to be a judge. They said, listen how they're talking to you about you, Lot. You're, you're talking about, they, they expected you to be a visitor in their community and now you're standing up acting like a righteous judge. Listen to what they're about ready to tell you, Lot. Now we deal worse with thee than with them. Do you understand what they're threatening you with, Lot? Do you understand the city that you're in and what they're telling you they will do to you if you resist their desires? They pressed sore upon the man, even Lot. They came near to break the door. But the men put forth their hand and they pulled Lot. Lot, you see those angels? They rescued you, Lot. You owe them a debt of gratitude, Lot. Otherwise, you would have suffered unspeakable horrors at their hands. The men said, Now, Lot, hast thou here any besides son-in-law and thy sons and thy daughters? Whatsoever thou hast in the city, bring him out of this place. For we'll destroy this place because the cry of them is waxing great before the face of the Lord. God's going to destroy this city, Lot. This is where you built, built all your wealth, Lot. Everything that you have worked for the past 25 years is in this city and you're about ready to lose everything, Lot. Hip, hip pause for a minute. No, no, we're not going to hip pause, Lot. I just want you to know. I want you to capture in your mind everything that you built, this empire that you sought to have, you achieved everything you desired at the expense of what? Lot went out. Lot, they're going to beg you. I can't wait to see my son-in-laws. And he watches as the figure of himself goes out, knocks on the door of his daughter's houses, his married daughters, and out come, my daughter married that heathen? Yes, Lot. That's the way you raise them. That's the environment, the only environment they've ever known. That beast is... Your daughter's husband. Now watch what happens a lot when you talk to them about 
leaving the city in the judgment of God. And he watches as those boys laugh and jeer and push him out the door. Get out of here, old man, you fool. God's going to destroy our city. What have you been drinking? Are you drunk again? Why are they accusing me of drinking a lot? That's because that's become your lifestyle. Those animals are rearing your grandchildren a lot. It's quiet tonight. And when the morning arose, the angels hastened. Lot saying, Rise, take thy wife and take thy two daughters. Lot watches as the city is about ready to be destroyed. And while he lingered, why, why am I not running, Lot? You don't believe your heart is set. You're leaving your wealth. Everything you work for, you can't take it out. It's about ready to be consumed. He laid, the men laid hold upon his hand, upon the hand of his wife, and upon the hand of his two daughters. And the Lord in his mercy, being merciful, watch what the angels have to do to your family, Lot. They have to drag you out of the city, stumbling and bumbling. Verse 17, last phrase, what's the command? Escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. Verse 18, and Lot said unto them, Oh, here, look, Lot, you're, you have nothing left but an argument, and you still are so stupid. Lot, in 20 years, you have totally lost your mind. While they're trying to save your life, you're trying to lose it. Verse 24. Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah brimstone and fire. Can you imagine? There's lots watching the video if he could have. Watch fire fall from heaven and every last precious earthly thing that he had accumulated is done in a moment. It has all disappeared, burned up. Nothing remains but ashes. Verse 26. But on this trek, his wife looked back. Look what's going to happen to your precious wife. That woman that you married in Sodom is from Sodom. That's all she knows. She can't let it go. That's all she knows. She became a pillar of salt. And Abraham got up early in the morning to the place where he stood before the Lord. And he looked toward Sodom and Gomorrah. That's Abraham. He looks old. Yes, he is old. You understand he's bumping a hundred. But he's blessed. And everything I've given him, he still have. And he's going to become a father of a multitude of people. And I haven't changed my mind. I haven't changed my promises. A greater miracle is yet to come. And while you thought you'd gotten a big head start on your uncle, I mean to tell you, you had everything except my blessings. Verse 28, he looked, and the smoke of the country went up as the smoke of a furnace. Lot, I'm not going to turn it off yet, Lot. Watch the video. You're about ready to move from the city and a prestigious position and a beautiful house and a place of wealth, and you're going to become a caveman lot. Verse 30, he dwelt in a cave, he and his two 
daughters. Verse 36, we'll skip this because you know it. Thus were both the daughters of Lot with child Lot. I can't watch anymore. Lot, you're going to have grandkids that are your kids. They're not going to know whether or not to call you daddy or grandpa. This is 25 years in your future, Lot. With this decision, the well-watered plains in the Garden of Eden, Lot, can, can you finish watching the video, Lot? Hold on for a second. How does this impact your family? How does this impact your friends? How does this impact your future? Lot would say, turn it off. I've seen enough. Oh, no, no. There, there's more. There's more in the video, Lot. Verse 37, the firstborn bare a son and called his name Moab. Anybody remember that name? And the younger, the same as his father, the children of what? Ammon. So you just birthed the Moabites and the Ammonites, two people to be a thorn in the flesh to God's people and men and nations that hate God. Congratulations, Lot. So you birth what you hope to birth. Nations, two of them, both God-haters. Now, you get in the picture tonight. No pastor wants to preach a message like this. But church, if you could help yourself and help your children, help your teenagers, occasionally, if they, if they don't have the video, if they can't see the future, you need to let them know this is what this decision looks like in 10 years. It looks beautiful in 10 years. But if the Lord tarries, you're not going to be dead in 10 years. What's this look like in 15 years? What's this look like in 20 years? What is the impact on your children? What's the impact on your grandchildren? What kind of marriage is this going to produce? What kind of... And be careful that those things that you bring into your home and those friends, every decision comes with a consequence or a blessing. Everyone. And we actually think this decision not so much. I tell young people this all the time. If it has to be hidden, it can't be right. Here's, here's what this decision was about. Here's what Sodom is about. Here's what this world is about. Here's what most conflict is about. Unbridled sensuality. And if you're headed down that road, fast forward 25 years, it never ends up well. You can, you, can, you can park your carcass in the church, but your tent is leaning that way. It changes your demeanor. It changes the light in your eyes. It changes your happiness. But here's the problem. It's so deceptive for young people because for 10 years it can be purely a path of visible success. This family was having fun. This family was moving forward. This family, by all accounts, was blessed by God because the average Christian measures the blessing of God totally in financial terms. 
nine times out of ten, when I talk about families, the blessing of God, it's never about a soul getting saved. It's about a new vehicle. It's a purchase of a home. It's a new wardrobe. It's a raise. It's a Christmas bonus. That you are sorely, sorely confused. If that's the way you define the blessings of God, you have no, no idea what's coming 20 years down the road from now. Marriages, homes. Pastoring pastor can be one of the most brutal jobs on the planet. Because people don't want you to sit down in your office and say, let's look at this 20 years down the road. They're saying, I want to smile tomorrow. I want to be happy today. I, I want the pleasure, the thrill, the, the peace of the moment. I, I want success right now. I don't care who has to be thrown on the altar of my fleshly carnal desire and destroyed in the wake of this bad decision. I'm not concerned about my grandchildren or even my children. I'm concerned about my 401k and my position at this company. Young people, sometimes I just want to grab singles by the hand and just say, Let's, just come with me for a day and we'll just go interview people. I won't even have to take you to Argentina. I won't have to take you to Mexico. I won't have to take you outside of the city. It, it's like that inside Satan is stirred up that sensuality. And, and now the tent just leans. Sit down and watch the video. Put in the flash drive. Stop telling me about how beautiful this idea is. This is absolute devastation. Now, here's what's so sad. We're talking about impact. And the first thing you have to do, and no matter what age, you say, I don't have any kids right now. You will have kids. I don't have a wife right now. You will have a wife. How is this decision right now in your youth going to impact them? Because it doesn't go away. Life is not an eraser board. You're writing with permanent ink. It doesn't disappear. Go back with me to chapter 18. You've got to ask yourself, in the big picture, who will be impacted by this decision? Who? You say, I'm just a college student. There are people watching who will be impacted. How will others be impacted? Will this help them do right or will this lead them to make a poor decision? Will this hurt them? Will this leave them scarred? What does this look like 10 years, 20 years, 30 years from now? We'll read just one verse. A text very familiar. So when these angels came, now in this case, there weren't two, there were three. Who was the third? It was actually the Lord. The Lord had no intention of going to Sodom. The Lord had no problem 
sitting around, spending time with Abraham, had no intention of going to Sodom, no, had, intention, had no intention of spending five minutes with Lot or his family. But Abraham begins to pray and plead for the city because he hears it's going to be destroyed. And look what happens in verse 32. He said, Oh, let not the Lord be angry. I will speak yet but this once. Peradventure, peradventure, ten shall be found there. Would you save the city for ten? And he said, I will not destroy it for ten's sake. Did you get Lot's impact? Now, hold on for a second. So you're married. You have two single daughters that are going to leave. We know you have at least two daughters that are married. And we know it said you have sons, plural. You have a minimum of eight in your family. So between them and a couple grandkids or between them and a couple friends, Abraham in his mind said, if I get into 10, Lot is a lousy Christian, but surely, surely his family believes. And surely in two decades, he's accidentally won. He's accidentally pointed at least one or two to God. Now, people, if you would get the impact tonight, could you please get the impact? There are two ways you impact people, for good and for evil. So not only was his impact only in the financial, it was only in the earthly. There was nothing spiritual that seeped down to anyone in his home. Nothing. There was zero spiritual impact. But what about in his community? God said, I will keep this city from being destroyed if you've impacted just those in your house and possibly a couple grandchildren or a couple friends or a couple neighbors or a couple employees. You know what his impact was? A city that hung in the balance and was wiped off the face of the earth. I've had two or three come back from Israel and bring back what was left of Sodom and Gomorrah. That's Lot's impact. Your city was destroyed because you couldn't put five minutes of time and effort and energy. Let me ask you this. America, you say, is beyond hope, beyond redemption. Let me ask you this. If we have 600 Christians in English church and Spanish church, why can't we save this city from destruction? The only way we can't do it is if we live like Lot, so silenced, so cowardly, so quiet that the impact, the footprint can't even be seen or felt. Church, I'm asking you tonight this question. What is your impact can you sit down with your kids and say, before you make that decision, let's just watch the video and what this means 20 years from now. What kind of marriage is this? What kind of future is this? What kind of home is this? What kind of life is this? 
What kind of Christian life is this? What kind of spiritual impact is this? Is that really what you want? I'm guessing, had Lot seen the video, he would have pitched his tent a different direction. But he never saw the video. He lived it in real time. 